0: Every commercial real estate lender, investor, and developer has one thing on their minds right now. That's right. You guessed it. It's interest rates. After the Fed raised interest rates by a quarter of a percentage point in March, then by half a point in May, and then by a further three quarters of a point a month later, interest rates have started to affect commercial deals. But how is this rate hike affecting the multifamily sector? officially the most popular commercial real estate class across the U.S. in the first quarter. Welcome to Deconstruct. Today's episode is actually the last of our official first season. We'll be taking a break for the month of July to prep some new episodes and line up some great guests. Like always, if you have any ideas or think that there's something we need to cover, feel free to reach us at podcast at Now back to our standard programming. Multifamily investment totaled $120 billion in the U.S. in 2021. That's a 46% increase from 2020, according to CBRE. The attractiveness was fueled by extraordinary rent growth across the country, which then led to soaring high prices for apartment complex. Compared to office and retail properties, where many tenants stopped paying rent, apartment tenants, for the most part, kept paying their rent throughout the pandemic. That meant a steady cash flow for apartment investors. The popularity of multifamily investment was also propelled by historically low interest rates. Investors could get relatively cheap capital to buy up apartment complexes with steady cash flow. Seems like a deal, right? Well, as long as interest rates stay low, which they haven't. So how are rising rates affecting multifamily investment now? Producer Susanna Cavanaugh chatted with Matt Fotis about how New York's market has responded to the rate hikes. Matt is a senior managing director at Marcus & Millichap.
1: And I run a team at the company that focuses on selling apartment buildings and mixed-use buildings in Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Queens.
2: Could you start off by talking about how the market for multifamily and mixed use was faring before the rate hikes we saw in March?
1: Absolutely. I would say between March of 2021 and March of this year, we saw just a tremendous improvement in the market. Emerging from the pandemic was more buyers entering back into the market, picking their heads up after being really focused on managing their buildings through the pandemic. We just saw a lot of pent-up demand, and that is what fueled more sales and a slight increase in values. Another dynamic that was really fueling values is in the best locations, say the downtown neighborhoods in Manhattan, prime Brooklyn, prime Queens, we started to see rents grow a bit. And we started to hear from owners and buyers. We started to hear a lot of success stories as people move back into the city that started to cause a rise in rents, which immediately translated to values of free market apartment buildings. So, you know, we really saw a lot of improvement fundamentals in that 12-month period of time.
2: So would you say the sales volume of those buildings or the dollar volume ever reached where it had been pre-pandemic?
1: Yes, I would say it reached and exceeded pre-pandemic. We were experiencing sales scenarios where we were selling buildings for lower returns than we could achieve just before the pandemic. And people were also achieving rents in free market apartments that had exceeded pre-pandemic values.
2: So fast forwarding to when the Fed hiked rates in March and then we had these subsequent rate hikes, what would you say the sentiment was among buyers? Were people worried? Did they want to hold off on deals?
1: Well, in the initial rate hikes, I wouldn't say that there was a tremendous change at first. The change really came over the last few weeks when people started to see that the pace at which rates were going to rise and the degree to which rates were going to rise was a little different than I think a lot of people expected.
2: How have you seen that impacting closings and then also just interest among buyers in purchasing a property?
1: So I haven't seen it affect closings. At the moment. But as far as inventory that we're marketing and active conversations that we're having with buyers, you know, the market is in a bit of a transition, which will cause different buyers to make different decisions. So we're seeing some buyers who had been sitting on the sidelines enter back into the market. We're seeing some buyers kind of readjust their valuations based on where rates are, and we're seeing some buyers just pump the brakes and make a decision that they're going to wait a bit. But, you know, what's very encouraging is that the buyer pool is just so deep. You know, while some people are making decisions that this is a not a good time to do anything to transact, to buy, to sell, you have plenty of people who think the opposite. It's interesting because you see certain buyers, I'm talking to certain buyers who have been actively looking at opportunities over the past few years, but they haven't really pulled the trigger. And now they see a real opportunity, not at a significantly different price, to make offers, get involved, and perhaps buy the building that they've been searching for for a few years.
2: What do you think the opportunity is they're seeing? Is it that other buyers are dropping out of the market so they can step in? Or is it that, okay, borrowing could become even more expensive over the next year. Let me seize on the rates we have now.
1: I think both of those sentiments certainly exist. But I also think that there's a tremendous amount of equity that's just continued to sit on the sidelines. For people who are looking to buy They really believe that that is a great investment and a great opportunity, no matter where the market is, more or less. There are enough buyers out there. Again, I think the sentiment of pent-up demand, if prices change slightly, you'll see a good number of buyers step right in.
2: And then turning to the lending arm of things, are higher rates affecting the type of mortgages that borrowers are interested in taking out? So has there been a transition to fixed rate over floating rate? And also, what is going on with refinancings?
1: I'm seeing that more people are favoring a five-year fixed term as opposed to a seven or a 10-year fixed term, hoping that in five years rates will be lower and they'll be able to take advantage of that as opposed to locking into the rates that we have now. I'm seeing some people who didn't consider at all before trying to take advantage of a Fannie or a Freddie product, so agency loans.
2: And explain for us the appeal of an agency loan.
1: The lowest rates that seem to be available today for multifamily, for example, are uh, you know a Fannie or a Freddie product. And there are still some scenarios, although with high levels of reporting and very low leverage, where a borrower can achieve a rate below 5%. As opposed to going to a local savings bank where you're probably looking at rates that are at 5% or a bit above. There could certainly be a slowdown of refinances because of where rates are. But you know, there will also be plenty of mortgages that are coming due, five-year fixed terms, seven-year fixed terms where people will need to really address a refinance.
2: So one scenario that's been at the forefront of a lot of media coverage is that the Fed hikes rates to an extent where the U.S. economy enters a recession. Is that something that would deter deals? Is that something we saw during 2008, 2009?
1: Well, you know, certainly that could happen and we could see the renter pool thin a bit, but one of the main reasons why everybody suspects rents have risen is you know there's really a supply and demand imbalance in the rental market certainly a recession could mean fewer renters but if there's such an imbalance in supply perhaps that could really help rents hold to where they are maybe the the growth that we're seeing in the rental market won't last as long most of the people that i speak to out there are expecting another year or two of rent growth locally, mainly because of the supply and demand imbalance. But certainly if there are fewer renters, that could slow that growth.
2: So throwing it forward to the rest of the year, what are you expecting? Is there a sense that sales volume could dip at some point? Or is the expectation that the number of transactions should hold steady at least for the rest of 2022?
1: I think it'll really depend on how rates continue to grow for the balance of the year. You know, if rates hold steady, I think that transaction volume will hold steady. If rates uh, rise significantly, I think that you know that could have an effect on transaction volume. Of course, it's still very early to say what is going to happen because the real correction that people had to face. has only really occurred in the past few weeks. So people are really trying to figure out what they should be doing and they've got a lot of motivation to invest. So that's a real benefit that we have out there in the market, a lot of demand.
0: As I mentioned earlier, Deconstruct will be taking a break for the month of July, but we'll be back on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and wherever else you listen to podcasts in August every Monday. Until then, if you have any ideas you'd like to share, know someone who would make a great guest, or think we should cover a specific topic, please reach out to me or Susanna at podcasts at therealdeal.com. Have a great month of July.